This podcast is proudly brought to you by Team Guru. Helping leaders grow, teams perform and organisations communicate. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Forza City Podcast, giving you all the behind-the-scenes news from Brisbane City Football Club. I'm David Frizzell, and I'll be guiding you through all the comings and goings from Corporate Travel Management Stadium this past week. And it's been quite a tumultuous week for City, with familiar faces leaving the club and new arrivals taking their place, either side of a decent away result against the reigning Premier's Moreton Bay. And I'm joined by Simon Smale, media manager for the club. As always, Simon, later in the show, we have our very first exclusive to announce, don't we? We sure do. But we have to build up to that. We have to lay the groundwork, inform our listeners so they know what's been going on, so we can hit them with the big news. Absolutely. So let's start with Monday's bombshell announcement concerning Antonio Murray. Yeah, hi Dave. Thanks for having me. And yeah, it's been a busy week behind the scenes at the club. First things first, Antonio Murray, City's record PlayStation 4 National Premier League's Queensland goalscorer, has departed the club by mutual consent. The more astute fans would have noticed his absence from the matchday squad on Saturday and, and their thoughts would have been confirmed by the statement from the club released yesterday, which I'll summarise quickly now. Brisbane City would like to confirm that they have parted company with striker Antonio Murray by mutual consent. Antonio has been a wonderful servant for Brisbane City in his time at the club and will always be welcomed back at Corporate Travel Management Stadium with open arms. The statement then goes on to detail his achievements over the past four seasons, including his Golden Boot win in 2013, and wishes him all the best for the future. The full statement is available on the website. So that was a bit of a bolt from the blue, I take it, Simon. John Cosmina did tell us last week after the Strikers game that he was trying something new up front saying we weren't being very effective in that final third. Maybe we should just remind ourselves of what he did tell us last week and then come back and, and talk about that. Was um, It was a different striking partnership today. Um, is that part of how you're trying to, as you say... Well, well I don't think we do. we've been very effective in the front third of the pitch in particular um, in terms of keeping the ball um, or putting putting opposition defenders under pressure but Mitch and, um, and Bucks did a good job of that tonight and made it difficult for them, we made them turn back a hell of a lot which is what you want and you just got to look, we were patient tonight so you know, having said that we, we did have our we had a couple of good opportunities in the first half I thought we did, second half we, we got into good areas and then probably chose wrong options but mate, I'll take the point like I said was it a case that Antonio just wasn't fitting into his plans anymore? Oh, look, maybe that's the case. Uh, Cosy certainly has an idea about how he wants the side to play, um, but I haven't spoken to either of them specifically about it, so I don't know what was said. But regardless, both he and the club have decided to part company, and, and I wish him the best wherever he ends up next. It's always sad when quality players move on, but I guess he'll go down in history as one of City's best. Yes, certainly of the more recent era. He scored an incredible 49 goals in 56 appearances in the league for City since the formation of the PlayStation 4 National Premier Leagues in 2013. That makes him City's record goal scorer in the league. And like I said before, in 2013, he scored 27 goals in just 21 games, leading City to the grand final and himself to the Golden Boot Award. So look, he was a wonderful servant to the club and a great ambassador as well. And he finishes on 49 goals for the club. That's just a bit sad, isn't it? <laughs> it is a little bit, yeah. 
Okay, but when one door closes, another opens, and City have wasted no time in bringing in a replacement. No, absolutely. There really is no type of presence. And with our attacking stocks pretty low already prior to Antonio's departure, it was absolutely imperative that a replacement was procured as soon as possible. And so that brings us to our very first exclusive announcement for the podcast. Absolutely. Our first exclusive. City are pleased to confirm that Carter Glockner of Flight Centre Premier League side Eastern Suburbs will be joining the squad with immediate effect. Excellent news to sign a proven goalscorer and Carter also has a historical connection with City, I understand. Yeah, he's currently second in the Golden Boot table for the Flight Centre Premier League, having scored 13 goals in 13 games. So averaging a goal a game, pretty handy striker. And that marks his best return for a season so far in his short career. Just 21 years old, um, and from what I hear, is a really exciting talent. Played for Eastern Suburbs against City in pre-season and impressed then. Earlier on, I spoke to Cozzy, and he said he's a young, lively striker and a goal scorer, and that he's happy for him to be here because he wants to be here. And, and do you think they're pointed words in regards to the way that Antonio departed the club? Uh, it's hard to say without knowing all the facts. Um, I haven't spoken to Antonio. I haven't spoken to Cozzy about Antonio leaving. But I, I think if if Carter's going to fit the way that um, Cozzy wants the team to play, then I think it's it's definitely for the best. So tell us about that historical connection. Yeah, Steve Glockner, who's Carter Glockner's dad, actually played for City in the 1980s. And Cozzy actually highlighted that during the interview, saying that because of that historical connection, he's going to be able to contribute to that culture of history and tradition that they're really trying to grow at the club. So that's going to, he's going to be a real benefit. His dad is currently the coach at Eastern Suburbs, so I guess in one way he's going to be gutted to lose his son and top goal scorer, but also pleased that he's going to be following in his footsteps. Interesting times for the club. Well, that's all fantastic news. And while we're on the subject of strikers, let's talk about last weekend's draw with Morton Bay United and Ko Sataki's return to the starting lineup. Yeah, I gave him a big plug on the show last week and thankfully he delivered, scoring the equalising goal in the second half to give City a deserved 1-1 draw out at Water Park against the reigning champions. City have their chances. Horse shooting wide of an empty net, thanks to Ko Stahake pressuring Bon Scott in the home side's goal early in the first half. That was after Allen had to tip Alex Yanovsky's shot over the bar. It was in the first half that Morton Bay did get the opener, though. Farina crossed for Matt Byrne, who nodded into the net from six yards. City equalised just after the break, though. It was a great work down the right-hand side, providing a low cross for Ko Sataki to convert under a lot of pressure from defence. A really good sharp finish from Ko there. Uh, City possibly rode their luck a bit in the second half. Uh, Jordan Farina hit the post and Tiger Ishikura and Scott Stewart forced great saves from Allen. But City had their chances as well. Park nearly grabbed a winner after a 25-yard shot got tipped round the post by Bon Scott. Fantastic stuff. Another draw extending City's unbeaten run to six games now. And wonderful for Kosataki to get off the mark in his first game of the season. Yeah, it was. Although I wasn't at Water Park on Saturday night, I've heard from various sources that Ko was excellent, really sharp and on the money straight away. I think it's exciting for City to have him re-enter the squad after such a long layoff and be up to speed straight away. Unfortunately, it wasn't all plain sailing. He left the action in the second half nursing a hamstring injury and is a doubt for Saturday's game. That must be so disappointing for him and the fans, the coaching staff, everyone around the team after being out for such a long period to return straight away to the treatment table. Yeah, it is. Uh, but hopefully it's only minor and he'll be back sooner rather than later. 
Another game undefeated, and that sees City move into the PlayStation 4 National Premier League Queensland's top four. Yeah, City are in fourth spot now, and, and it's actually really closing up at the top. The Heat, who've been hugely impressive and have led the league all season, suffered their second defeat on the bounce, this time an extraordinary 5-4 defeat in Cairns to Olympic. Oh, that's staggering, really, and the Heat really need to get their act together before the seventh round of the Westfield FFA Cup against Frenchville, or they could be in real trouble and we'll have another real story on our hands. Well, we sure will. And what else happened in the league last week? Well, Redlands and Strikers both underlined their title credentials by beating Gold Coast. That's Gold Coast's first defeat in nine games, dating all the way back to round two, by the way, and the Raw Youth, respectively. Sunshine Coast beat Western Pride 3-1 at Kiwana. And the Fury lost again, this time 3-1 to the visiting Southwest Queensland Thunder, who City face on Saturday. The Thunder, they really are the kings of inconsistency, aren't they? Which team will turn up on Saturday, do you think? Oh, I think I'll probably have better luck flipping a coin than guessing who's going to turn up on Saturday. The Thunder have won two on the bounce now. Um, so, I mean, if you look at their history this season, they're probably due a defeat. And City are on a really good run, proving incredibly hard to beat. I think it's going to be a really good game. A win will actually consolidate fourth place for City and put some real pressure on the two Premiership favourites, Stryker and Redlands, who are three points ahead of City and equal second. They were due to play each other this Saturday, but that game's actually been postponed. Stryker's having a vital Westfield FFA Cup game against Lions in Richlands. That's the final Metro qualification round and should be an absolute cracker of a game. So if you don't get your fill of football on Saturday night against the Thunder, that one might be worth a look as well. That's all fantastic stuff, Simon. Thank you so much. Kickoff on Saturday at Corporate Travel Management Stadium is at 6.30 against the South West Queensland Thunder. 2-1 was the score when the two teams met last time in round two in the Garden City. So expect plenty of goals this weekend. That's all for today's episode. A lot of stuff happening across the club. Some wonderful football to look forward to. Thanks for listening again. And of course, we'll be back next week for the next edition of the Forza City Podcast. Bye for now.